You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Elise. Today we're diving into the latest box office news and giving our review of Don't Breathe 2. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com and use the promo code LARRY21, that's L-A-R-R-Y 21, for 10% off your first order. Check them out today. They have physical versions of their decks, or you can download the app and get it, download their app, and then have uh, digital copies of those decks. So let's get started with the latest box office news. Free Guy wins the box office. Free Guy has been a hit at the box office lately. And let's dive into the numbers. Sean Levy's Free Guy has had a long, strange road to the big screen. The project was one of 20th Century Fox's projects that saw its development and production play out amidst the merger with Disney. And while the studio has demonstrated confidence in the movie, that attitude has primarily been visible because of the constant release date delays during the COVID pandemic. The video game-inspired film stars Ryan Reynolds, originally dated to come out on July 3rd, 2020, a.k.a. a year ago. But now it's finally playing in theaters and appears to be doing quite well. 
if we take a look at the top five movies in the box office from this past weekend, you'll see Free Guy has made $28 million with Don't Breathe 2, making almost half that at $10 million. And then Jungle Cruise at 3 with $9 million. Respect at $8 million. And The Suicide Squad at $7.5 million, with that being airing in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. And then Space Jam's ending at number 10 with only $1 million. Unlike Craig Gillespie's Cruella and Kate Shortland's Black Widow, Disney made the decision not to make Free Guy one of their hybrid theatrical streaming releases. And it seems that that strategy is putting people in seats. There were predictions last week from Deadline, for one, that suggested the movie would be very fortunate to make as much as $20 million in its first three days. The movie wound up demolishing those expectations with its $28.4 million haul. You might notice that the total isn't much bigger than the amount that James Gunn took in last weekend, but context explains why one is viewed as success and the other as a disappointment. Uh, for starters, there's the budget in the DC Comics blockbuster cost, at least $60 million more to make, according to reported numbers. But far more significant is the fact that it's a comparison between established IP and an original feature. Soon, however, Free Guy will itself be considered part of Disney's family of intellectual properties, as the studio has already expressed their satisfaction with the movie's performance. Late Saturday night, following on the heels of an impressive opening night, Ryan Reynolds announced to his followers that interest in a sequel was already being expressed, though when exactly we may get a Free Guy 2 is unclear. The film itself still has a road ahead of it to become profitable. It may cost less to make the Suicide Squad, but it still carries a nine-digit price tag, but appears to be on the right path, with the market still depressed in the continued, by the continued existence of COVID-19, especially now due to increasing Delta variant numbers, Free Guy will need to demonstrate some legs in order to be totally successful. And there will be a lot of industry eyes on it next week looking at its performance. This summer has seen a rough pattern emerge surrounding the biggest blockbuster releases, the issue being major profit drop-offs from weekend to weekend. Both Black Widow and Space Jam saw ticket sales fall off to the extreme after respectively winning box office crowns domestically, and while a number of analysts have blamed them on their hybrid distribution models, one can't ignore that F9 suffered a similar fate in late June, early July without being available on streaming. Will Free Guy be able to join F9, A Quiet Place Part 2, Spiral from the Book of Saw as one of the few titles to keep the top spot two weekends in a row in summer 2021? We'll have to wait and see. And topic number two is Marvel's What If almost had some crazy stories for Spider-Man and Captain America 2. For decades, Marvel's What If comics have allowed its writers to play around with the canon of multiple franchises. 
Disney's well-received animated series is doing the same with the MCU. The head writer for the series, A.C. Bradley, had many what-if ideas that didn't make the cut, including some wild stories for Spider-Man and Captain America. He, uh, the writer recently spoke to Vanity Fair about a few of those ideas, with one of those pitches actually serving to and land, <coughs> excuse me, land her the head writing job for what if, so you know it had to be good. Bradley spoke about her idea for Captain America, which still had Steve as a super soldier, but not in the way Marvel envisioned it. According to her, quote, my idea was if Steve fell off the train, we would jump forward in time. Steve Rogers is the kind of man that, when he believes something is right, he goes to the end of the earth to do it, but he actually is not a very good soldier. He doesn't follow orders, so if he's brainwashed by Hydra to believe that Hydra is right, he's going to go full throttle. Bradley explained that because Marvel executives already had an installment in mind where Peggy Carter took the serum instead of Rogers, her premise was doomed to or deemed too similar to also be packed into what-if episodes, at least in season one. Though, like we said, it was a solid enough pitch to earn the job, providing her an opportunity to make many other bonker ideas happen. Unfortunately, that wasn't the only creative idea that Bradley suggested for what-if that was squashed instead of becoming an episode. Bradley shared her pitch that combined a bit of classic literature with Spider-Man's origin story though the folks at Marvel weren't quite as psyched about the idea as she was. For the sake of the children, who do seem to love Spider-Man, given the number of animated shows for the character, it totally tracks that Marvel wasn't on board with turning him into some horrific monster in a strange narrative. Still, you have to appreciate that Bradley managed to soften that blow by bringing the Marvel Zombies episode to animated life, as that's something comic fans have wanted to see for some time now. That said, I'm still a little bummed we won't see either of the above premises in animation. But maybe there's a shot at more of Bradley's left-field ideas happening down the road in Season 2. So what do you think about those two ideas for um, potential what-if episodes? Let us know in the comment section below, or send us a tweet from right above there at Cinema Gold Show or you can leave us a comment at Instagram at the Cinema Gold Show and you can catch new episodes of Marvel's What If on Disney Plus on Wednesdays and now our final topic Don't Breathe too. excuse me in late summer 2016, Fede Alvarez surprised the hell out of audiences with Don't Breathe, a follow-up to the Evil Dead reboot. The film successfully turned the typical home invasion setup on its ear, and with a complicated trio of protagonists and a shocking villain, it unleashes a series of dark twists that keep you guessing about the way things are going to turn out. It's an intelligent, brutal, and well-made thriller that also happens to be very rewatchable. Which only makes one wonder more intensely how things went so horribly wrong in the making of its Titanic of a sequel. Like its predecessor, Don't Breathe 2 is co-written by Alvarez and Rodo Saigues. Really butchering these names. And it's 
bizarre just how badly it misinterprets what's so great about the original. Gone are the complicated and sympathetic characters, not to mention the unique approach to subgenre. And what's left is the expectation that we're supposed to root for a murderer slash rapist in a plot that manages to be both disappointingly basic and ludicrously stupid. It's successfully just as hardcore as its predecessor as far as vicious violence is concerned, but by the time the third act rolls around, it doesn't inspire screams and gasps so much as it inspires embarrassed laughter. Not bothering to make any kind of connection to the first movie? Don't Breathe 2 begins an interdeterminate amount of time after we left blind madman Norman Nordstrom and open with a shot of a young girl trying to get away from a burning house. Cutting to eight years later, we learn that the said young girl is named Phoenix, and she has been adopted by Nordstrom as his new daughter to replace the one that was killed in a car accident years before. He trains her to be a survivor, having her run various tests and drills, but also forces her into a sheltered life and rarely lets her leave the house. The movie then orchestrates another home invasion, albeit this time, those doing the invading are personality-lacking thugs. Led by a creep named Raylan, their target is Phoenix, whom they hope to capture after killing Nordstrom. And while their true motive is maintained as a mystery throughout most of the film, it should be known that the ultimate answer is far, far dumber than anything you can imagine while listening to this review. There's no arguing against the fact that Stephen Lang's Norman Nordstrom is the greatest aspect of Don't Breathe. But what's so puzzling about the sequel is that it seems to totally misinterpret what could be previously appreciated about the character. The issues with the misguided attempt to realign Norman Nordstrom don't just stop there. However, as the move really poisons the entirety of Don't Breathe 2, not only is Nordstrom impossible to relate to as the hero, but that becomes a cascading issue in the movie, as there is not a single likable character to be found in the whole mess. Aside from Phoenix, but she's more unfortunate victim than anything else. The sequel doesn't even feature a shadow of anything like that, seemingly in aid of trying to maintain a mystery behind the moat home invaders, none of them are given any kind of distinctive personalities or relationships, and instead merely exist as bodies on the screen that Nordstrom can dispose of in various bloody set pieces. What ends up happening is that you're just watching all manners of ugliness play out on the screen, and you're able to engage with none of it, meaning that there are zero stakes and that there is no momentum to speak of in the storytelling. To the credit of Don't Breathe 2, the movie doesn't commit the cardinal sin of sequels by just being the same story as its predecessor told it in a different way, despite the return of the home invasion setup. But its actual approach isn't much better than that. It subtracts so much of what was great about the original and makes a huge miscalculation in, cha in changing the focus. And then problems continue to compound with its paper-thin characters and utterly ridiculous secret plot. If you have a desire to maintain your present appreciation of Don't Breathe, definitely skip this film. And that's all we have for this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Thanks for watching this episode or listening to our episode. 
Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Um, follow us on Twitter, right there at, at Cinema Gold Show. Um, find us on Facebook. Just search Cinema Gold Show. Follow us there. Uh, if you want to support the show, um, go to buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. And you can give us a few bucks, whatever you want to afford, or you feel like paying us. And then uh, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.